So when we release all of the things that are broken, we don't use, we don't love, get rid of the avocado slicer. You're <laughs> never going to use that sucker. <laughs> when you get rid of all of those things and the things that represent the old you, magic happens. Hey, we are here with Sandra Priestley, and I am very excited because everything we've talked about before you before you got to hear us was all fantastic tips and great things that you are going to be so it's going to increase your energy level it's going to get you in flow it's going to get you to be your best most fun most exciting self Sandra thank you so much for being with us today I'm so excited to hear from you oh thanks so much for having me this is going to be amazing I can't wait so Sandra I you have a lot of hats but can you just tell us like how it evolved for you, you know, I mean, were you always like, oh, I'm just going to like flow and do what feels good and stuff. I mean, how did you start your sort of professional life? Oh man, you know, I was always the one who was, I was always focused on doing things properly. And, uh, you know, when I became a feng shui practitioner, I, I tell this, you know, joke, but it is so true. I was doing everything so perfectly and so worried about um, making everything correct. And we had moved into this place and I was reading about how if you move into a home where the previous people had gotten a divorce, you too will get a divorce within seven years unless you put cinnabar around. And I'm like, whoa, this is not good. What am I going to do? And I started to panic, right? Because like everything I learn, it's like, oh, okay, that's the gospel truth. I'm going to, I'm going to go with it. I need to get Cinnabar. So I started, no kidding. I start Googling Cinnabar and I realized, oh, wait, it is illegal in Canada. Oh no. <laughs> you can't get it in Canada. And I thought, okay, if I order this. You're going to have to move. <laughs> how am I going to, will the drug, like our drug dogs on the border at the, like, are they? gonna check on cinnabar are they trained for cinnabar like how could i get this across the board i am not kidding you and then i realized oh wait what you think about you bring about exactly like, let's just do something else to like rid this energy and you know what we've been in this house for 13 years we're still not divorced i think we've passed it you know i think we've got it but no i used to be so rigid with having to do it perfectly. And now I realize that it is like, man, perfect is not inspiring at all, you know, and, and making mistakes is the most beautiful, probably the way that we learn. And I shift as I go. And the more me I become, I'm 50 now. So, you know, it's been a lot of, a lot of years, but the more me I become, the more I evolve into being like the true, you know, who I was born to be before my brain screwed it all up kind of thing, you know, like, <laughs> and I really truly believe in doing things my way. And that's really magic flies out when that happens. And that's what I kind of help my clients with as well. It's like, let's find your way, the perfect way, the flow, the ease. And when you really truly step into that, it's, it's magical. It really, really is like, that's when you make the million dollars doing stuff that 
um, you know, it just comes easy to you. Like I have one, one girl I talked to and said, have you ever thought about doing this? And she was so, it was so in her wheelhouse. And she's now, I think she's now at $3 million in three years. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. And she loves like, it. And she loves it. Like she loves it. And it's like $20 a month subscription. Like it's just, yeah. So I'm, I'm all about just leaning into flow now, but I, I didn't used to be. <laughs> and were you always an entrepreneur? At heart. <laughs> I, I was always, I was always an entrepreneur at heart. I was but forever, I was always into personal develop development. I was, you know, in high school, I was reading self-help books when it was called self-help and not personal development, you know? And um, I actually, yeah, I, I was always about bettering myself and avoiding university classes so that I could, <laughs> you know, do something else, watch Oprah. <laughs> I was like big Oprah fan. And that's actually how I got into feng shui as well is by watching Oprah. Really? Kidding. Yeah. Did she have an episode on it or something? She did. So I'll go back a little bit. When I was younger, um, my dad is an alcoholic. And, and so, you know, sometimes life would be chaotic. But, you know, even in, like when I was eight, nine, 10, you know, you got big world problems then. Yeah. And I would always come home. And when life seemed to suck, I'd say to my mom, can we just, can we paint my room? Can we rede redesign my room? Like I always want to just change my room. And what I realized was when we changed our spaces, like we would paint the, you know, it was the seventies, right? Like we would. <laughs> paint the kitchen cupboards yellow and then wallpaper with like yellow and brown it really was like that 70s show it was cool um, <laughs> and I remember one time so clearly I remember just feeling like oh, life sucked you know my friend moved away and so I wanted to change my room and so we painted my room no kidding like a deep but bright purple Nice. And then I had this wall and I'll never forget. It was wallpaper and it was like big, huge white and black and purple flowers. And I love my room so much that it was like, oh, I felt better. I had a different perspective. I was looking at different stuff. So I had a different perspective on my life. Like I just felt better in my space. And that was truly that is now how I teach feng shui. I didn't know it was feng shui. Then when I was about 16, 17, I was watching Oprah every day after school on my two channels. <laughs> and, uh, and she had a feng shui practitioner come through her house because she uses feng shui. And I remember thinking, whoa, if Oprah uses it, we all should, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I started, I, I started like going to the library because we didn't have the interwebs then yeah. and uh, going to the library and going into like the feng shui um, section. It was small at the time, but still, <laughs> and really, really like leaning into learning everything that I could. So yeah, like more than 30 years later, here we are. Wow. So are you mm -hmm. mostly self-taught on feng shui? Um, I, actually our mutual friend Lee Kubin taught me 
So I was, I was self-taught like, and I so, so wild because when I first came out of university, um, I started working for a woman. It was, um, a private clinic for learning disabled children and adults who knew I had dyslexia as well. And until I worked with her, I did not know. Um, and now both my kids have it, um, or are, you know, have dyslexia, but, um, anyway, so I was working for her and she had made some investments a little bit too early. And she said, I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't think I, I, like, I think I'm going to lose the second place. Like I, I, we have no money coming in and I don't know what to do. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not a business major. I've got a sociology degree. Like, well, like what? <laughs> why are you asking me? Like, I'm not our accountant. And uh, so I said, I, I don't, I don't have a marketing degree. I don't know how to get more clients. I don't know what we're going to do, but I do know feng shui works. If it works for Oprah and she, I'm not kidding you. She said, I don't know what kind of voodoo crap you've got going on there, but I'm willing to try it because we've got nothing to lose. And so I went through, uh, we went through and I grabbed the books that I had. I went to the library and then I, I had a, a purchased a few books and I started digging through because I was still very casual about it at this time. I started digging through, I started, okay, like how, how do you manifest money using feng shui? So we identified her wealth corners of her home, her wealth guas or her wealth areas of her home. We um, did some like clearing of the entrance so that to welcome in new opportunities and really truly other than that. Oh, and um, I had asked her, I said, I read if you take a vase, a nice vase and you tie a red ribbon around it and you put it right next to your cash register, it'll bring in business luck, like money, money luck for your business. And so I said, go get me, go get me something. Right. And we didn't have a cash register. I mean, I don't know. Um, but we did have like the front desk. And so we put it in the wealth corner, back left corner of the front desk. And we allowed that magic to work. So I'm not kidding you. She she comes back though. She brings me this vase, and I'm thinking, okay. <laughs> the like, can we get a nicer vase? Can we find, can we find a vase that I don't, I don't hate looking at? Like, this is the ugliest vase. I, I, I like, uh, surely we have nicer ones. And then she brings me this red, orangey, red, plasticky ribbon from again, the seventies. And like, it was not the seventies and the nineties. And I'm thinking, oh, this is not gonna work. <laughs> like, let's bring a dollar for some nice ribbon, you know, (laughs) anyway, we allowed it to work. And we just, I put it on the wealth corner of this desk and I'm not kidding you within a, within one week, she signed a $100,000 contract. What? Holy moly. (laughs) I know. And I'm thinking, whoa, (laughs) this This works. Like I've been learning about it, but like, I didn't know that I could do that, you know? And, um, yeah, so that's kind of like, I just started having fun with it more than I ever had. And she thought I was some miraculous wizard 
And she started, you know, like asking me all these questions. I'm thinking, well, I don't know, get, get my books out, you know? <laughs> and then um, I, I moved and I was a parole officer in a federal institution. And just for fun, some of the girls and I would go and we would hang out once a month. And each month, one of us would teach something. And so I'm like, what am I going to teach? What am I going to do? I'm going to have a game of Survivor. That was really cool last month. I can't do that again. (laughs) I was going to teach them what feng shui was. And I like praying they didn't think that I was nuts, right? And it just sort of took off. And all my friends started asking me like, what would you do for this? And what would you do for that? And, and I started manifesting money like crazy and we won a skidoo and like a a snow machine. I always call them skidoos, but a snow machine and um, $10,000 snow machine, like, and in the like wildest way, we shouldn't have won it. Um, (laughs) uh, What else? I, I mean, like you name it, like we, um, sold two properties like, like that, like just, we were just able to manifest the most amazing things using the law of attraction, using the power of intention, and also some of the feng shui. And so uh, my friends were always asking me to, to do this for them. And my husband's like, okay, seriously, you got to charge for this stuff. Like you're gone all the time you're, you're offering assistance in like what colors to paint and what items to put on the walls. And you're doing, like, I was doing parties for other people. I was like the talent. And so (laughs) I thought, okay, like I can't charge for this. I'm not certified, which now I think is ridiculous because I knew so much. Right. But, uh, so I, anyway, he, for, I think it was my birthday or maybe our anniversary. I can't remember, but he bought me my certification and he just said, find one that resonates with you. And so I was searching and the more I searched, the more confused I got because there's different forms of feng shui, but also within each form, there's like the practitioners take their own take on it. Right. Like, so I do BTB feng shui and It's, you know, heavy into the psychology and shamanism and Tibetan customs. And so I pull more from what resonates with me. And uh, so it it got so confusing to me. And then I saw uh, on on the Feng Shui Training Center's um, website that it said, uh, it was the Joseph Campbell quote that Lee had had on the on the website, and it said, um, "When you oh <laughs> now I'm gonna forget it. Um, when you follow your bliss, there will be doors where there were once walls." And it was like the thing. I thought, oh, I love that. I love that, and that's I signed up with her. So that's how I got my certification. I had a business when I first got it in 2010, I had a feng shui business and I would go into people's homes and like there, it was magical. It was magical. And every time I would get comments from people saying, oh my gosh, it happened. And I think, and of course it did, but this is amazing. (laughs) But, and of course, 
you know? Yeah. And uh, then through a series of events, I uh, got sidetracked a little bit and um, was working um, the whole time I, I was working for the federal government. And, um, but yeah, I, I got to the point where I would take it on too much. And, you know, as my doctor said, type A's, they burn out, which, <laughs> which I did. And I kind of got away from um, everything that I knew and into survival mode. And just recently, I just um, left my 23 and a half year, year career with federal government um, in leadership. And I, I had some amazing opportunities, but I really feel like just following your bliss and there will be doors where there were once walls. Yes. So I took the rest. That's so true, isn't it? It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, how does it work, Sandra, when, when someone, I mean, I've actually heard two different, well, only two, there are probably a hundred, but I'm aware of two different ways, even of figuring out what your corners are. Like it's either based Mm -hmm. on the person's like KUA number, or it's just based on the on the, um, you know, the, I'm having a blank, you know, the, the cool little hexagonal thing. (laughs) Oh, the Bagua map, the Bagua map. Yeah. And this is why it's so confusing. Like if you Google, you might as well forget it. You're never like (laughs) truly, you know, like (laughs) I was less confused at the library than I became when the internet was born because everyone has a different opinion and there's different forms of feng shui. And so I was like really confused. I thought, okay, wait a minute, where is wealth? Is that the Southwest corner or is that the back left corner? Or like, what is happening here? I, I can't even figure out where my wealth area is. Right. How is it like gonna learn oriented this? to the front door or is it oriented to the compass or, you know, right? Right. Right. And so that's the thing. There's, there are different forms and compass school is one of them. I did not choose compass school. Why? I'm pretty sure I can't use a compass. Like I, (laughs) I can get lost in my driveway. You know, if someone asks me which way is south, I do not know. I will not like the worst case scenarios. I am somewhere looking, you know, uh, and someone says to me, well, just head south. (laughs) what to be a little more specific (laughs) Uh, yeah like tell me to turn at the red barn or something but like (laughs) no no I can't so I knew that compass school wasn't and and that that is the way that compass school works um btb feng shui um also western feng shui is situated from the french door so I knew that I could do that I knew that I could figure that out (laughs) I can find And, (laughs) and it felt more aligned to me it felt it felt just easy and flowy and less structured and strict you know and like we know already that i'm not good with that so like i just wanted something to be able to be easy and that anyone can do like when i am when i'm teaching now on feng shui and i don't have a certification program but i love to just help female entrepreneurs design their space like a 3d vision board and my goal, like when someone says to me, one of, one of my uh, favorite clients or one of them, she said, Sandra, I was at this, uh, it was like um, sort of like a fair or a market 
and she was talking to a woman. I think that the woman um, was selling crystals or something. And so she started talking to her about feng shui. And she said, this woman wanted to hire me. I knew so much about feng And I was like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and she was so confident in herself, right? And so that's kind of what I, like, I love to just sort of teach people in the most simple way ever. So now for me, you find the architectural front door, like not the one you walk through, but the one that the architect wanted you to walk through. Okay. <laughs> and that's the front. And so then you just lay this nine sectioned Bagua map, like a tic-tac-toe board and your wealth, the area of your home that's, that is related to wealth is in the back left and the health is in the middle. And inner, I call it inner peace, but wisdom, self-knowledge is front left and intimate relationships, marriage back, right. And, you know, so all these nine sections relate to a certain area of your life. And when you know the energy patterns and you know that energy is everything, everything's made of energy, energy patterns are predictable. And when you know the, the patterns, you can shift your space to manifest, to help you manifest whatever you want. Truly, it's like magic, just like a 3D vision board. And plus, who doesn't want to live in a home that just feels flipping amazing? Exactly. Like, it's just, it's like when you find the thing in your home that's meant to go in wealth, like when you design your back left corner to feel wealthy and abundant, and you put something that you love in there that makes you feel luxurious and you put that there it's like it just feels right and when you walk in even my favorite thing is when I when I clean out a closet and I open the doors like oh I feel like a flipping Kardashian I mean I'm not but like I feel like one you know like my closet everything is all nice and it's not shoes strewn all around like no matter how small it is no matter where you live no matter what kind of home you live in it can feel amazing and it's just so fun and it can help you to manifest what you want like if you feel good, you're going to manifest good stuff. Yeah, it's so true. It's funny you say that because for behind me, it looks like a closet, but I made it into my office. And oh, nice. for a while, I, I moved out of my house for three weeks. Well, I went on vacation for three weeks and I had a friend stay here. So I took all kinds of stuff that was around and I threw it in the office. And then when I got home from my trip, I didn't even want to open the door. You know, I was just like, I would like, if I had a piece, something that had to go in the filing cabinet, I just quickly open the door, put the paper down and close the door. I didn't even file it. I was just like, oh my God, I don't even want to look in there. And, right. and it, you know, it was, I don't know what area that is, but I just wanted to keep the door closed. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't and you're pretty. also not going to want to work. No. Oh right no. Your office, like I, I love to teach entrepreneurs because especially most of us work from home. Most of us don't have like, this is my office. My, uh, my son is now in university. And uh, so I took, I commandeered this space from him and he's, he stays downstairs now, but um, you know, most of us entrepreneurs who are working from home, 
it's like we kind of squish ourselves next to the wall or facing the wall or like in an inopportune space, you know, like it's mostly a spare bedroom, but like this corner is my office and it really restricts our creativity. It restricts what we think we can what we think we can say, um, you know, how we can expand. And so when we can really shift our space, it's amazing the things that open up for us, the opportunities that open us uh, uh, up to us. Um, so I, I love working with entrepreneurs just in their, in their uh, office space, wherever that happens to be, making it the most uh, profitable and creative. I, I obviously need your help. <laughs> it's interesting it's my because, favorite you know thing since to do. I can't sorry it's my favorite thing to do <laughs> so yes well since I can't go in the office anymore and work or you know I mean it, it's just like a table and then like you say I'm facing the wall but since I since that area has sort of been you know I did put some stuff away but since it's kind mm-hmm. of not really been condu- feeling good to me I've started working in different parts of the house and right now I've got like an island in the kitchen and I've got I, and sometimes I work here and I like, I've got a view of the ocean. There's a window in front of me and I just, Oh, wonderful. And the other option is I'll sit on the couch and I'll work on the couch. And I've noticed that when I'm sitting here in this chair, and I don't know if this matters, but facing a specific direction, I get a lot more done, but the chair's mm-hmm. not very comfortable, which, you know, so it's, I'll eventually I'll go, Oh, I'm going to go to the couch. But as soon as I sit down at the couch, I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm going to goof off. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and and I mean, again, like I'm not into directions, but I am into inspiring views. So, you know, looking out at the ocean might just feel expansive and feel like, you know, um, more creative for you or, or, or able to get more stuff done, or there's less distractions around when all you're looking at is the office too, right? I know for me, I used to, uh, when my kids were younger, I used to sit and work at the, at the, on the couch and, um, there would be like things around, you know, like I would, I would turn my back to the kitchen because I needed to still clean the kitchen, but it was like, <laughs> I still knew it was there. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, like the TV would be going and the kids would be running back and forth in front of me. And I would think, well, I'm still with the family. No, yeah. I was not working for eight hours, but I had my fingers on the computer, you know, like, and I could have so much more focused time when I was in my designated space. Yeah. I didn't have to spend eight hours. I could do 30 minutes and get the same amount done in that eight (laughs) hours, right? Like your brain gets too distracted when you're surrounded by other energies. Yeah. So what's important when you're setting up your office as an entrepreneur? Oh, as an entrepreneur, I think there's a lot of things. Um, One thing is sitting in the command position. And this is probably the thing that most entrepreneurs struggle with because again, they're like stuck into a spare room or, you know, they're working at the kitchen table, but the command position is with your back to a solid wall. Hopefully, I mean, you can't always have all of these things, but you know, we try our best. So back to the solid wall. So you feel secure. Yeah. One of the, the cardinal rule of feng shui is always protect your back. 
you're going to feel more secure, more safe psychologically, like in the back of your subconscious mind, you know, like we're still looking for the saber tooth tiger that's going to try to like attack us. And so we want to make sure that there's a solid wall behind your back, that you've got a really good view of the door and that you're as far away from the door as possible. Um, those things are sort of, you know, the, the, uh, the pillars. I love to have a nice high back chair as well, like something that's very supportive. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they like the, like sitting on the ball, but I feel very uneasy on that ball. And um, it translates to an uneasy feeling in my fingers, uneasy typing. It, it's uh, not as creative for me. Mm -hmm. um, what else would I, I really, I, I really, really, the command position is sort of the, the big one. Also decluttering because clutter, I mean, according to feng shui, clutter is like stagnant chi or stagnant energy, right? So if you've got clutter all over the place or you've got things that um, you don't love, you don't need, you don't use, they don't represent who you want to be, that's clutter too. Like, so it's not just, you know, surrounding yourself with papers that are unfiled. It's like surrounding yourself with an old you. If they're broken, you got to get it gone. If you want to advance yourself and you want to advance your business, you've got to step into the version of you that you want to be. Like, and I'll give you an example too. So I have this dream of standing on stage, big, huge stage. And so I have these kick-ass shoes Woo. <laughs> and I wear them. I wear them. And if I'm not, I like, I wear them when I'm on this podcast, I wear them when I'm doing um, anything really. And this is my uh, logo is a pair of shoes. And so, because I realized that I was playing small. I had walked past uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's store <laughs> and I was going to go into this shoe store and I, or I walked past and thought, oh, I would love to go into, you know, who hasn't watched sex in the city. I'd love to go in that store. And I, all of a sudden, and I was making like six figures at this time. And I thought, oh, I probably can't afford it. And I walked past and then I thought, oh, maybe I can, like, maybe I can just walk in and just see how much they are. <laughs> so I went into the shoe store and I went to go and see how much they were and just to experience it all. And the uh, salesperson had come up and she said, would you like to try something on? And instantly I felt shame. Instantly I thought, oh, I can Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm wasting her time. Oh, wow. Isn't that, and I mean, I was making six figures. Like I could have purchased the, they're only $500 or they, they are $500 shoes. These ones that I've got on right now, these are the SJP shoes. Um, <laughs> and so I'm like, Oh no, 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 sorry. And I walked away and I went, it was in the mall. And, uh, and, uh, so I went and grabbed a second cup. There was only one spot for me to sit. And it was in this high stool, not where I would have ever sat, but it was in this high stool facing the SJP store. And I sat there and I thought, get your crap together. You are playing so small. You don't know 
you do deserve to be in that store. You do belong to be in that store. You probably can't even afford the shoes in that store if you chose to. And so I drank my latte and I got back into the store, walked in the store and tried on the shoes, felt amazing. My husband came in and he's like, do you know how many fishing rods and fishing lures I could purchase for $565? Oh, that going to look care. good on your feet. <laughs> yeah, don't care. I can't wear them to a, a night out. Right. And um, so anyway, I, I walked out of that store and thought, I've been playing small this whole time. I am the feng shui chick. I can help so many women, I can help them step into this next level version of them physically, like into their shoes. But I mean, I can help them get unstuck. I can help them use their space. I can help myself. I can help them use their space to manifest anything that they want. Why am I playing small? So now I have the shoes. My logo is a pair of shoes. And everything since then has really just been amazing. Wow. It was like this one moment where I just thought, oh, girl, why are you holding yourself back? And I don't want any, any other female entrepreneur or otherwise to hold themselves back because I think that life is just meant to be a masterpiece. And I always say, and we're the only ones that hold the paintbrush. You know, we can't expect something magical to happen because we get to choose to create it. So beautiful. Wow. And, and it's you. funny because you know, you're not aware, right? You weren't aware that you had that feeling until you got to the store and said, oh, whoa, wait a minute. I don't belong here. You know, I had no idea. Yeah. Like, I mean, truly, I had no idea. I I fully, I mean, we, we live in a nice house. We were always able to purchase whatever really we wanted. I would have never dreamed I had that limiting belief. I would have never dreamed that I would have thought I don't deserve to be in this store. Right. Uh, never in a million years. And it's so funny when those beautiful things show up for us. It's always working, you know, it's always happening. It's always working. It's always for us. Like every single message that I get, I think, wow, like that was just so much synchronicity or that was just such an amazing gift I had, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's so powerful. I mean, I forget. I mean, something similar to that happened to me a couple of weeks ago and now I can't even remember what it was, but I just remember thinking, well, wait a minute, you know, what makes you, why do you say that, you know, that that's, and, and you hear people say, oh, you can, it's your parents' voice, right? It was your mother's voice saying, you know, oh, you know, waste that money on that, and blah, 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 blah. It's yeah. Like, no, getting it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And, and that's the thing. I think sometimes we think that we need to dig and dig and dig and dig at, you know, the origin and, and it's hard on the soul. It's hard on the soul. <laughs> like I think sometimes it's just like these thoughts come up and we allow ourselves to release them. Yes. 
Like it can be gentle. It doesn't have to be digging at when was the first time you ever thought that. And, you know, I really, I, I have been trained that way. I have not for feng shui, but you know, in other personal development courses that I took and money courses and like, let's just like find the source, you know? And I think, or let's just make it be easy. You know, one of my favorite books, uh, I've got a number of them and I'm dyslexic. I don't read books generally. And so if, if I say that this is an amazing book, it means it's really amazing because it took me a lot of energy to read it. Um, and so one of my favorites is the four agree, the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And it was this like eye opening thought process of this idea that our beliefs are just our beliefs because we've gathered them over time. And all of a sudden, when one comes up and we're willing to release it, we're really, we, we're, we're become willing to say that might not be true. And what if everything that we believed, we just kind of sat and thought, do I still resonate with this? Or am I willing to let this go? Is there something else, another belief that I can choose? And that's what I did. It was like, whoa, why do I think that I don't deserve to shop in this store? Yeah. And I didn't have to dig around and I didn't have to think, okay, well, you know what? did my dad say something or did, you know, is this a past life thing that I got to like <laughs> go through? No, you know what? It was like, Hey, that's an old belief. It's limiting me and I'm choosing different now. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And yeah. it's so easy. Like I, I think about mine that I'm just like dragging these beliefs into the light. And when the sun hits them, they just wither because they don't have any you know, they're not, right. they're not really substantial. They're just some exactly. crazy thing. something in the back of your mind, right? Like this is just rolling around in there, like, yeah. like moldy food in your <laughs> fridge. And you're wondering why it smells, but you don't know where it is, you know? Exactly. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, that's, what's been making that horrible stench. <laughs> Get that out of here. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I, I totally believe it. one of my one of my, uh, my good friends says that once you bring it to the light, it ceases to be a problem. Yeah. And it's so true. It's so true. One of the reasons why I love meditation, one of the reasons why I love journaling, it's like, it just brings things to the light and, and, you know, allows you to release it so gently. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause that's the idea, right? We all think that we have to work really hard and we have to hammer things and we have to like beat things to the ground. Like I want this, I have this goal. I want it. I'm going to now do anything and, you know, tear down forests if, if I have to, to get yeah. this goal, but it's not really like that. Right. We, still, we don't really have to. No, go with the flow. we don't have to force. We don't have to push. We don't have to, you know, one of the amazing things that I learned, um, when I was working for the uh, learning to say learning disabilities clinic was that when you find, you know, so we would do diagnostics, uh, di uh, my, my uh, boss was a diagnostician. And so she would do these psychoeducational assessments and she would say to the parents all the time, and we would talk to the parents and it was not about it was about identifying what the weaknesses were 
and then putting that aside because anyone that's learning disabled in, in whatever capacity has really strong gifts. And so it's like about understanding, okay, these are where you're struggling, but let's focus on what your strengths are. Because when you focus on your strengths, the, the, the weaker areas, which we all have in some way, I mean, we all can't play for the NFL. So when you focus on your strengths and what is the easiest for you, and like, it's like your gifts, the weaknesses just fall away. And that's really what I, I think that I, I try to do now all the time. Like, you know, for my kids, like, um, I always say to them, like, what are you, when they're thinking about what do they want to be when they grow up? You know, like I've got a 17 year old daughter and a 19 year old son right now. And, um, or that's, that's their age right now. And <laughs> next week I might have a five-year-old. <laughs> I, I'm, ho- I'm hoping I don't but uh, have another one, but anyway, so, you know, um, they were always so like, like at this age, it's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to be? And I'm thinking, man, like you'll find it, figure it out. Like most women that I work with at 50 don't have a clue. Like they still don't know what they want to be, you know? And so I always say, I love helping, I love helping female entrepreneurs sort of shift their businesses to be in alignment with their gifts. But I love helping women figure out what that path is too. And I always say the same thing is like, what do you find effortless? So effortless that most people, that you sort of just think everyone can do it. You know, what is so effortless to you that it just becomes so natural that you don't see it as a gift? That is a gift. Let's go there. Let's dive into that, you know? It's true because you think and, everybody has your skills, plus they have their own, right? <laughs> right. You know, one of one of my uh, business besties, she is like, <laughs> she's really technical, and she she knows how to do everything the simplest way possible. And so I was saying to her, man, you've got to have like a, a business called Simply Profitable, <laughs> because like seriously, everything. And she 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 said to me. Okay, like, but what I'm doing is not unique. I'm thinking, well, if you're me, who is not technical at all, and who looks at like the idea of having a podcast and goes, okay, no, (laughs) that is a lot of work. I don't know how to do all of that. I will show up and talk, but like, you know, and so she can just like, she can just do it. No problem. And like I said, not all of us are like, all of people are like you and only one of me. There's a lot of me that don't know. (laughs) And uh, so that's what she did actually, but, and yeah, it's crazy successful, but you know, I think, man, it's just so much easier if we just do what comes natural to us in the way that is natural to us. And that's what I, I love, I love just getting back to center, you know, like, and um, yeah, when, when I look at uh, all that I've sort of done in, in my life till now, it's all sort of led me back to here. Oprah says there's a, there's a, 
a golden thread, you know, where it's sort of everything ties together and you don't always necessarily see it until all of a sudden it just makes sense. Yeah. And that's what I love to find for my clients is that golden thread. Interesting. Sandra, mm-hmm. I was hoping that we were going to have time to talk about meditation and leadership and all kinds of the other talents and skills that you have. And oh. I'm looking at the clock and it's like, it's almost oh time to, to go. So I, it is. Very, I, we definitely have to do this again. I hope you'll. I would love that. <laughs> so amazing. I would Excellent. love that. I would love Excellent. that. So if, if I'm. <clears throat> If I've just been listening, which I have been listening to you and, and now I'm saying to myself, okay, well, obviously I have to call Sandra. Obviously I have to work with her. Obviously she's going to help me to, to like jump and take the next, the next path in my life. But what could I do today? What can I do for, for myself today to at least start me on the right path to financial independence, to a life and a job that I love and, and all that good stuff. Any advice well, you can share? Oh my gosh, I have so much advice. Like <laughs> I'm sitting here and I and I I knew you were going to ask me this and now I have like 48 things I want to tell you Yay! to do. But I know. So the first the first thing that I would say is create your own zen den. Create a space. I don't care where it is. My zen den is now in my office, but initially it was in my tiny ensuite. I love that ensuite, and it's <laughs> and seriously, it's just small, but I loved it, and that was my zen den. So I just like I made sure that I removed all the things that no longer served me, and I had plush towels and you know like favorite scents. No, like you know, don't, don't grab the creams from the hotel rooms and (laughs) and call that luxury. Like it's not so, you know, like a beautiful creams or wonderful towels, or if it happens to be your office, like, you know, design it so that this is your space that just feels amazing. All of us should have one and then spend time in it. Even if it has to be like, I tell people, even if it has to be just one side of your bed, like have put flowers on your nightstand, like just a, and a beautiful journal and a wonderful pen. There is something so magical about like just being in your space, your Zen Den, your area of your home that just feels like you and feels amazing. It's just uplifting. And when you start there, then you can sort of gradually create other Zen Dens, you know, and sort of sort of um, expand it out to your whole home. Um, decluttering is something that I, I always say. It's, I think it, it um, people tend to think that decluttering is feng shui. It is not. Decluttering is like wiping the whiteboard off before you start chemistry. You know, it's like, like wiping the math off before chemistry starts. And, but decluttering really truly is so powerful because even though in feng shui, they say decluttering is, um, you know, stuck chi, like stagnant energy. Yeah. I love to say that, that clutter is like undone tasks and the person that you used to be. So you can imagine why you would feel so stressed and so overwhelmed when you look around and there's a whole bunch of undone tasks. So like initially, like just 
clearing the clutter, whether it's like going into one drawer or one closet. I cleared out one closet in my life path area. And then you popped into my life. <laughs> it's, and it happens every time. I just realized this this morning. And it truly, truly, it's like, it just opens us up to new possibilities and new opportunities. And if we're kind of cluttered with stuff, there's no way that anything new can come to us. So when we release all of the things that are broken, we don't use, we don't love, get rid of the avocado slicer. You're <laughs> never going to use that sucker. <laughs> when you get rid of all of those things and the things that represent the old you, magic happens. It's like new opportunities. You're able to see them. And, and I always give this example because it's the most obvious one, but if you, if what you want is a new, you want to find your soulmate, you want to find a new relationship. You probably know your best friend is going to tell you to get the pictures of your ex out of your house. <laughs> you know, she's gonna. <laughs> and so that goes with everything. It goes with absolutely everything. If you feel like you want to create abundance, Get rid of the broken things that keep you poor or you, that you're holding on to because you think, well, I can't afford this. If it's broken, you probably don't need it. You don't have to purchase anything more. Just release that and, and see what happens. Release that sort of that idea that you can't ever attract it back in in a, in a better way. Um, yeah, and then just, I would say just quiet your mind in whatever way possible, because when you can, I mean, when I was um, at work, I was saying to my husband, what do you have going on through your mind right now? And he's like, uh, nothing, Homer Simpson on a tricycle, like nothing. And I said, that? Hey, I don't never know, a time right? in my life when there's nothing happening up there. <laughs> I call him an underachiever. Like I said, I have 10 thoughts all the time, running through all the time. And he's like, whoa, that's exhausting. <laughs> How do you do that? And what I realized was um, it can be so much simpler. And that's why I became a meditation guide because um, I was trying to meditate using the Calm app. I mean, Matthew McConaughey's on there now. Like, <laughs> who knows, doesn't want to listen to that. But like, I, you know, so I was listening to the Calm app and I was using the Headspace app and I was, I was doing uh, hypnosis with my friend and nothing seemed to work because I was always judging myself on like thinking the thoughts, you know, they say with meditation, it's like that think of a thought and put it in a cloud and let it fly. And like, what? What does the cloud look like? Is it a rain cloud? How many clouds? This is awful. And so I started, I started doing this uh, sourcing meditation that I'd heard about through Rebecca Campbell. And I realized I couldn't find it anywhere. So I just started to create it and, and sort of do this meditation in that you could think you could have like conversations with spirit animals or conversations with your angels and and like really truly get the information the sort of like higher yeah that higher communication that connection. Yeah. right 
And so that's, that's the kind of meditation that I started to do. And, and the more I did it, the more, um, focused I became and I had less of the 10 thoughts. I still, still don't think of Homer Simpson like my husband does, (laughs) but, um, you know, like, yeah, like now it's like so much more centered and then the more centered I am, the better centered my space is, the more grounded my space is, the less distracted I am. Like it's all, it's all happening. It all works together sort of, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We definitely have to have a whole session about that because when I try to meditate, they say, oh, meditate in the morning, you know? And I think in the morning, I'm like, I'm trying to like, I got to hurry up and meditate and get into this state so I can do all these other 700 things I have to do today. You know, like, right. That's the worst. <laughs> hurry up and meditate. Hurry up and relax. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's, I mean, back to what I said earlier is like, you have to find the way that works for you. And that's sort of my goal is always to help people find the way that works for them. If the, I think all of the rigid rules keep us so stuck because we're all so different. Yeah. So like, if we can find something that works for us, like let's stop telling everyone to do that. It's like <laughs> diets, right? One keto works for one person and the next person's like, Whoa, no, you know, and it's low carb and it's like high protein and like everything is like that. Yeah. There's always something that works for one person. We just have to find the one thing, you know? Excellent. Sandra, thank you so much. I'm so delighted that you were able to meet with me today and I can't wait for our next talk. (laughs) Me neither. This was a blast. Thank you so much. Awesome. And thank you, listener, for listening. I know that you loved listening to Sandra because she's fantastic. So make sure that you subscribe if you haven't already and you absolutely have to share this episode with a friend because you know that you know people who need to declutter, who need to make a beautiful space in their life, who need a Zen den, which everybody mm-hmm. needs a Zen den. So everybody needs a Zen den for sure. Everybody needs a Zen den. <laughs> awesome. 